Hello world, I am so excited to announce my new show today. Welcome to the All Ball Show, presented by Abstract Sports, where we bring sports back to life. I'm your host, Kyle Clay 2K. And for our first episode, we've got a guest on the show. Uh, it's the first episode for the All Basketball Show uh, under the Abstract Sports umbrella. So should be pretty cool. We're going to get into just the basics of basketball, uh, talk about some players and teams we're excited about, um, maybe who our favorite teams are and describe why. You know, just the basic stuff to get us going. And then as the season goes on, as long as I can get him back on the show, uh, we'll cover more in-depth topics. So let's just get this thing going. Welcome to the show, everybody. I want to introduce you to my guest here. His name is Ryan Johnson. And he's from the area that I'm from. Uh, we are mutual uh, friends of mutual friends, I guess is the way you'd put that. Uh, and I discovered that he likes to talk about basketball. And I'm like, hey, man, I talk about sports on the Internet. And he's like, that's neat. Maybe I should do that sometime. And so here he is sitting with me today. I'm really excited to have him. Thanks for coming, man. I yeah, appreciate thanks for it. having me, man. So why don't you tell the people a little bit about yourself so that we can they can understand the person that they're listening to today. Cool. Well. As you said, my name is Ryan Johnson. I'm born and raised here in Idaho Falls. Uh, lifelong sports fan, especially basketball, uh, football fan, and other things too, baseball, but it's all basketball for me. Uh, jazz fan through and through. Sweet. And yeah, I play music. Uh, I have a full time job, do music on the side, and just love sports. So it's great to talk to you. Awesome. Well, it's cool to have somebody else on the show that likes to talk about basketball. Uh, any other people out there who've watched our other abstract sports content knows that I've covered some football. I've done some baseball before, and I've even talked about bowling because I'm in a bowling league. <laughs> there you go. Uh, most people don't even care, but I'm like, I bowl, so I'm talking about it. Uh, <laughs> but it's cool to have somebody who talks basketball. And the cool thing is that this guy has his own side gig, kind of like this is my side gig too. I mean, I, I design websites and build websites for a living, but because I'm in the technology world and I like to design things, I like to brand things, I build little radio shows or little podcast shows and, and make content about sports because I feel like I, I bore people. Uh, a lot of people when I talk about sports all the time, sometimes I feel like it's all I can talk about. Yeah. And so that's part of the reason why I started this whole thing. But yeah, this guy does music and I've been to a few of his gigs. Pretty good stuff. Um, went to one just this last weekend and it was, it was groovy, man. Mm -hmm. Appreciate it, man. And I don't say groovy in a 70s way like that's the type of music you play. Um, I just mean that, like, I, I found myself, like, like tapping my foot a bunch. And I'm yeah. like, holy crap. I know that guy doing that, too. That's cool. <laughs> I so, do have a band where we are groovy, too. But oh, groovy? It's a separate one, yeah. What's the name of the band? If you don't uh, We actually don't have a name yet. We're just started back up. Oh, sweet. So, well, new things coming. Yep. Uh, maybe we can get you to make a jingle for the abstract sports brand at some point. There you go. I got a, another band going right now called Regatta de Blanc and we can make jingles all day. Sweet. <laughs> I like it. So you mentioned that you're a Utah jazz fan and I don't have anything against them. I'll just tell you that up front. So don't be shy talking about them. Uh, so what, why do you like the jazz? What got you into uh, watching the Utah jazz? Uh, born and raised in Idaho Falls. Uh, my dad was a Utah jazz fan. Uh, stocked into Malone era back when I was a kid. Sweet. Same here. Side note, Michael Jordan ruined my childhood. <laughs> Just every time we ever made it anywhere, Michael Jordan was there to knock us right off. So yeah, it's kind of like the, I mean, I'll compare that to the Raptors of today and not the, them not getting past the Cavs in the playoffs yeah. ever. It's kind of the same thing, except that was like an East to West battle. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, no, it's just a general area. So I had the ability to go to games a lot and, you got from where we're at, Idaho Falls. You really don't have a team no. you can really follow that you live close to or you live in the city of. Yeah. So that's kind of what drew me to them. I Makes also sense. like I like some other teams too. I'm not one team kind of guy. Just okay, I love LeBron the... James. Okay. Been Golden State fan since about 2002. People don't believe me when I say that. They <laughs> that think I the... became a fan right when they won their first <laughs> championship. But it's like back when Baron Davis was there. Yeah. I think. When Baron Davis was on the team, I can't remember who else was, but they beat uh, Dallas Mavericks. For, Dallas Mavericks were the number one seed, like a 67-15 record. And, wow. Uh, Golden State, I believe, was 42-40, and 40, and they beat them in the first round of the playoffs. That is awesome. That was one of the coolest <laughs> things I'd ever seen. Yeah. 
I yeah, love that Golden never State happens too. either. So yeah, I think it's only been like three times now that's happened. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's a good reason to follow a team. It's like, oh, they're, mm-hmm. an, they're an underdog. I yeah. love an underdog myself, yeah, so sure. I can see the, the appreciation there. I'm slightly a Clippers fan, too, for that same reason, but okay. <laughs> they've been good enough for a while. <laughs> I also kind of like the Jazz, too, for the same reasons, where they are the closest team to where we're from. I mean, Idaho Falls, it's like a two, two-and-a-half-hour drive to Salt Lake. Yeah. Um, it's really easy to just go down there in a day, catch a game, and come back if you're crazy. Um, but I've done it before, <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but you can go down there, catch a game, book it up in a hotel for a night, hit the bars after the game or go to the, re- go, re- go to a restaurant, grab some nachos, um, squatters pub. That's where you go. Uh, <laughs> that's not a paid advertisement. <laughs> <laughs> but it could be. <laughs> could be squatters. Oh man. That'd be sweet to be sponsored by a beer company or a brewing company really. But yeah, I've, I've been to many jazz games since I've been home from college. I mean, when I was I went to the U of I, graduated in 2014, and I was there for six years. Other than that, I was in high school, you know, so I never got the, never really had the chance to experience professional sports like I've been able to since I've, I'm, I'm a grown person now. I'm a grown human being. <laughs> so I've probably been to like, I don't know, five or six jazz games yeah. since I've been back. They're great to go to. There's yeah. kind of cheap tickets because they're a smaller team, small market team anyway, but yeah. It's great and, to go and see your, some of the big-name players because Jazz rarely gets any of them. But. Yeah, it's true. People go to, the, go to the Jazz games mostly to watch the other teams, but they yeah. have been a playoff team the last couple of years, these Jazz. They have so. been, and they've also been, I hate to quote this incorrectly, but they've gone to the playoffs a good like 20 years out of the past 22 or 23. That is crazy. They're a very consistent team. Yeah. Them and the San Antonio Spurs are nothing but consistency, and even since Jerry Sloan left. Yeah. They've still been doing it pretty well. Yeah, I think Quinn Snyder's been a good good coach for the yeah. Jazz. He he takes players who you wouldn't think would be a good talent and he mm-hmm. just he finds a way to make them play to their strengths. Yeah. And they've all got their heads on straight. There's like nobody on the Jazz that I'd be like, Oh, he's a questionable character yeah. or Joe Ingles a little <laughs> sometimes <laughs> yeah. he gets a little crazy, but Yeah, he's 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 I a loud mouth, but I wouldn't call him a hothead. There are a few no. players I call hotheads, like Marcus Smart or Draymond Green or Yeah, for sure. Um, but Joe Ingles, he's he's just passionate. <laughs> he knows how to get in somebody's head yes, big time for sure. and he uses that to his advantage. I agree. I was able to catch a couple of playoff games in one season, like two years ago when the Warriors were there. Oh, yeah. And the game that we went to, the Jazz beat them, I think. Oh, nice. It was like the only win they got yeah. in the entire series. It was like they lost in five games. But that was probably the loudest I've ever heard any sports arena ever in my life. Like, I mean, it's a sellout crowd and the best team in the country or best team in the league is coming through. And there were a lot of Warriors fans. Yeah. <laughs> They got well. The Jazz have a very passionate fan base down there too, and yeah, they they really get into it. They do. I will say, I have tickets to go to a Lakers game already. Um, against the Jazz down there. Against the Jazz, okay. it's on January 11th, and me and like seven or eight other friends have an Airbnb. We're gonna make a weekend out of it because mm-hmm. we've all been wanting to see LeBron James in the last three yep. years. We just we had already gone to one game or two games, and it's like ah, oh, we can't swing it. But this year is going to be the year, man. I'm really excited for that. That's awesome. I was looking at tickets to go down there for that, too. Those things are pricey if you want a good seat. Yeah, we did not get the best seats. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're sitting like like nosebleeds in the corner spot, you know? Oh, so okay. you're way far away. It's still like $150 or something for that ticket. Yeah, that's one of those yeah. seats where you try to tell yourself that you're going to not watch the big screens. You're going to try to watch the game, but then you're like, I can't, man. I need to see what's going <laughs> They're on. They're 10 times the size on the big screen. And yeah. This little guy's down on the court. Yeah. It's like, you just yeah. got to use the big screen for reference mm. and look down when, when big things are about to happen. Yeah. So you can be like, I saw that with my own eyes. It wasn't through a screen. The first game <laughs> I ever went to down there was, uh, the Utah jazz against Memphis Grizzlies back when Carlos Boozer, Darren Williams were on the team. Okay. And yeah, clear up in the nosebleeds. And that was the last time I ever did that. I'm like, I'm next time I go, I'm going to get, 10th row, 7th row, something like that. Yeah, I have a friend's mom who works for a, a big corporation here in town. I don't want to say any brands or anything, yeah. but uh, she had front row seats. She had the seats next to the jazz bench. She was literally sitting next to the coaches. <sighs> that would be amazing. <laughs> she sent me a or on Facebook. She posted a picture of Ricky Rubio just standing there. Yeah. And I was like, man... That like gives me chills thinking about it. I don't, yeah. I'm not even like a massive jazz fan, but I'm like, I'd yeah. love to be there that close. Yeah, there's one of these days. I don't care how much money it would cost. I'm just <laughs> gonna do that, just to 
have that experience but it's like i just paid off this credit card let's blow it on tickets <laughs> there you go yeah <laughs> especially if lebron was there oh i'd that, love to see that i mean one of the greatest players ever yeah. i mean i mean it's kind of hard to combat that anymore after his last season where he put in yeah. all 82 games and averaged all the points mm. and got all the rebounds and assists and 34 years old too oh my gosh no player does that michael jordan when he was 34 he was about starting for the wizards yeah kind of mediocrely yeah i guess that's not fair to say yeah he was and, so good and so I'll, I'll i'll use this moment to uh, kind of explain the intro video so i'm a designer i like to build things as i've already mentioned a couple times but i don't like to toot my horn all that often either i feel like ryan's just getting all the toots today <laughs> but like i made that intro because i wanted to highlight like the players that people talk about the thing about basketball is that you can always go back to the goat discussion mm. about who's the best mm. of all time and uh sidebar i would say that like i'm a i'm a believer in the fact that there will never be a greatest player of all time because you can't really compare across eras or positions yeah. or uh you know matchups in different teams they play throughout a year so that's a sidebar that's maybe another episode for another day yeah. um but in the intro i wanted to highlight some of the greats that played basketball and the three the three greats that everybody talk about and also one that just recently retired in kobe bryant so where you see the players flashing in and out, it's kind of like my, MJ's retired, but he's remembered. And you got, got Kobe who just left. And now you have LeBron James who's like doing like this celebratory thing in the, in the picture. It's like, he's like, yeah, I run the league now. But you can tell he's got a humble face on. He's like, I'm here. Yeah, whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so pretty excited about that intro. Much like me, Ryan's been in a frenzy to kind of catch up on all the happenings in the NBA. It is kind of a crazy time where, I mean, it seems so fast where you go from the off season and all the trades happening to preseason and summer league and all that, all that stuff, more trades. And now you finally have set rosters for the most part. And these teams are already starting to play. I can't even believe it's mid October. Um, but in your dig around all the NBA stories and stuff in the last couple of days, was there any storyline in particular or a team that stood out to you or a player or anything like that? Uh, yeah, there's been quite a few of them. Just, uh, you know, I always kind of stay paying attention to the NBA as far as the you know, sports center, and I listen to ESPN radio and stuff. So you get the big stories, but yeah, uh, the Jimmy Butler thing just blows my mind. I can't believe he wants out of there with that kind of team. Carl uh, Anthony Towns and Anthony Wiggins on that team. That's just they're one of the few teams that has three players of that caliber starting. Mm -hmm. And then I just I can't wait for Boogie Cousins to be back on the Warriors and to see how that goes. Because oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be good or bad. I just remember the Lakers of 2004 when they got Carl Malone and Gary Payton. Everyone thought that, oh, yeah. they're, they're going to win the entire thing, no problem. And that didn't happen at all, yeah. <laughs> no. And they even had Steve Nash at one point, too. Yeah, in, that's right. In hopes to like, give Kobe some speed and some passing mm -hmm. ability around him, but even and still. <laughs> just getting all those old guys all the time never <laughs> didn't work out for him too well. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, the Jimmy Butler thing, I I don't understand what's going on there. I think that the way he handled that situation was a little bit odd, especially for his character. He's not that guy at all. No, he, I mean, he's, he's always seems to be that happy, positive guy mm -hmm. on the court, but apparently part of the story, if you haven't heard about it, that when he first got put onto the Timberwolves team or when he got traded there from the bulls, uh, he basically said that he let Tom Thibodeau know how he felt. And he was very vague about it in his interview with Rachel Nichols. Um, but I think what he was getting at is that he doesn't feel appreciated because he goes harder than everybody else on the team. Like, nobody seems to care as much as he does. Yeah. Uh, that's me reading between the lines a little bit. But, um, but yeah, I, I thought it was very strange. I don't know. Yeah. Like, do you think he's actually going to end up leaving and going to the Clippers or another team? Or do you think he's going to try to make amends and stay there? I think he's going to end up leaving because uh, kind of a in, the, in an NFL comparison here with Le'Veon Bell right now. Mm -hmm. I don't know why Jimmy Butler is going to want to play for a team he doesn't want to be at and risk getting himself hurt. Mm -hmm. before he can go sign a bigger contract with a different team so yeah i think he's playing his hand and i think he'll get his trade but i just hope he doesn't do anything crappy in the offs or in, during the season like just give up like give up on games and yeah not be a team player because those guys are young that he's playing with yeah and, and they're lot, looking to him for uh-huh or like leadership so. yeah and like leadership in a lot of different ways in terms of yeah. like leading by example on the court uh off the court recently and yeah. maybe not so much um but yeah, he's in the, all the highlights that they were showing in that interview with Rachel. I just noticed that they were showing things where he was like putting Andrew Wiggins under his wing and like showing him 
showing, showing him some plays. Like he's definitely that type of player who wants to help his guys out. Um, and the Le'Veon Bell situation is a, it's a good point because he's holding out, still holding out, and it's going to be yeah. week seven. Um, he said he's going to come back, and now he's not apparently. Yeah. What's going on, man? <laughs> so yeah, I think that some some trust was lost in this yeah. situation with Jimmy Butler, and and I think Jimmy Butler got the shorter end of the stick in that deal because he complained so much, and now he's going to be going to a team that may not be able to contend. Yeah, um, if he goes to the West, I mean the Timberwolves were the number eight seed in the West last yeah. year. It's a tough conference, but going to the Clippers, they don't really have as many weapons as the Wolves have. They have a really solid team, and it's a veteran team, but. I, I think a lot of the problem Jimmy Butler had too is, I I don't know, Carl Anthony Towns and a- Andrew Wiggins are the future of that team, and they're getting mm-hmm. max deals for being young right now, mm-hmm. and they won't give Jimmy Butler max deal. Yeah, that's I don't believe wants, Jimmy right? Butler's max deal kind of material. Mm-hmm. He's great, but yeah. yeah, I don't think he, I don't think he enjoys that too much. Yeah, and about the Demarcus Cousins thing, uh, I actually forgot that he had made the move to Golden State until just a couple days ago. I'm like, oh, season's about to start. And here's my prediction, and I'll give you my prediction a little bit later because I think that should be the the cap on the show probably of what we think is going to happen this year. Um, But when I was going to do my prediction, I remembered he was on the team, and I was like, five (laughs) all-stars. Five (laughs) all-starters. And uh, Iguodala is still there coming off the bench, right? Yeah, I can't believe that. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, they're, that team is so deep. I think how deep a team is is probably one of the biggest factors in being successful in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are a lot of things that go into it, like just pure talent, leadership, and veteran talent mixed with a bunch of young guys who can add speed with the IQ. Um, but if you have a deep team that just is kind of good at everything they do, every guy has his role and he does it well, I think that's one of the most dominant things you can have. Absolutely. They're gonna. The only thing I worry about with them is, you know, fatigue. Yeah. Kind of just. They've done it three out of the last four years, but mm-hmm. I'm sure they want a three peat. Yeah, and I, I, I think I'm gonna dip into some psychology here a little bit. Where, like, when you're working on a group project, for example, and you get the one person who's called the slacker, or like mm-hmm. the person who just doesn't seem to want to put in the work because there's enough people to do all the other work for them. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's the case necessarily in the, with the Golden State Warriors or most sports. I think they go pretty much 100% all the time because they want to win but 82 games is a long season yeah injuries did hurt them last year um but i i think there might be a little bit of that mm-hmm. where it's like oh well clay can shoot threes like i don't have to do as much or maybe i shouldn't do as much because they can help me out yeah and I'd, i that might hurt them because they have so many good weapons so yeah and just go back to look at them last year right before or not right before but leading up to the all-star break they you could tell they were yeah. just not interested in the <laughs> In the middle of the season, like the dead of it, they're just well, you like, get burnt out. And I, yeah, and Steve Kerr didn't he like like he let the players coach the game at yeah. one point because yeah. he was upset, and he just like wasn't even doing anything. He was just kind of bored doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's too long of a season, but yeah, I remember talking about that last year and thinking that yeah. I'm like, yeah, disrespectful, but it's like, I mean, he doesn't else? really need to be there, does yeah. he? <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he didn't. The one time he uh, whatever he hurt his back or whatever and had to get all the oh, right surgery and. Luke Walton was the coach, right? Yeah, yeah. and he stepped up in, what was it, like 32-4 oh. and four or something like yeah. that? Mike Brown at one point had to fill in for, and I think that was in the playoffs. Mike Brown had to fill in, and they, yeah, I yeah. Think they swept the majority of it. Yeah, that's but. it's pretty crazy how that team, when you have so much talent, they almost don't need to be coached as much because they yeah. have the talent that can pick up the slack from mm-hmm. play calling and such. Yeah, I, I remember that game where Steve Kerr sat, or he had the players coach the game essentially, they were playing the Suns, and the last year the Suns were the second bottom most team yeah. in the league. They had like 28 wins. And so, and I think they were without Devin Booker for a lot of it, or a yeah. chunk of it anyway. And so he's just like, oh, we're playing one of the worst teams in the NBA, and it's before the All Star break. Eh. Nah. <laughs> and you already got however many wins they had at that time. But, yeah. you know, the season prior to that, or I guess two seasons prior to that, 73 wins, and one before that, mm-hmm. 65, I think. Yeah. Yeah, you got to keep it fresh for the guys. Like, they're gonna get bored after that long. Yeah, seriously. But uh, the only other thing I'm concerned about too, with uh, somebody checking out, is uh, Boogie Cousins. He's on a minimum deal. I think 1.5 million dollars. He's there for one year, right? Yeah, and he's gonna be hurt for like probably half of it. I think. 
almost oh, uh, all the way up to the all-star break so i guess i didn't realize he was injured <laughs> yeah that was kind of why they got him for that cheap deal because okay. he, he won't be back for a little while it's like you're not going to be giving us that much production let's yeah let's give you this much money yeah. I'm not exactly <laughs> sure what he hurt though but yeah he is going to be out so you've mentioned a couple of stories that happened just in the off season here with jimmy butler and demarcus cousins going to the the golden state warriors the winningest team the last I mean, like, honestly, the most dominant team in the last decade, if you look at the championships and the playoff run. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I saw recently, and, and, and maybe this is something that stood out to me because, I, I mean, I've shared it with you already and you yeah. said that's cool. But um, I've been doing a lot of stat crunching to put together this preview show I'm working on, right, for the preseason. Or I guess now it's the regular season, so it's coming out yeah. a little late. Uh, look forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> but my – friends from college we have a group chat just like everybody else has a group chat with all their friends but they shared this thing from reddit where there's this guy who i'm going to call a godly user on reddit who put together this over 300 page nba almanac um basically recapping last season and when i saw this i'm like what is this i'm just kind of curious thinking like oh some guy made this thing i get in there I'm flipping through this this PDF, basically, over 300 pages, and it's got a glossary, like several glossaries for different sections in throughout the entire thing. And I was seeing charts for like standings that help you visualize how a team did throughout the season. And I, you know, it's things that I've seen before, but not in this format. Mm -hmm. And I saw this. I see this as a resource. I think it's something that I'm going to be using to help fuel some of the stats and stuff on the show and maybe use some of his formats and ideas to uh, to build on and use them for this upcoming season as we, we go through the 2018-2019 season. So that's one thing I liked. I'll be sure to drop that in the comments below. You're going to want to check that out. Um, I there's, mean, there's graphs on here of every shot they took, each team took in the entire season, where they took them from, their percentage of it, everything. That is amazing. It's unbelievable. Like, how does this guy find this stuff? I mean, there's got to be another website out there that he's pulling it from, or he yeah. just watches every game and he's like, that's all he does. Yeah, this makes basketball reference look like a kid made it in his basement or something. Yeah. This guy is crazy. It's insane. Um, so, yeah, check out the NBA Almanac. It's down in the, the comments here. Maybe we can get that guy on the show sometime. I mean, he seems to have a lot of time on his hands. And he likes to talk about sports, I imagine, or at least he makes stuff about sports, and that's what we're doing. So uh, maybe we can uh, uh, get him on the show somehow. I don't know. We'll have to figure that out. <laughs> For sure. So we've talked about some of the teams we like to follow and some teams we uh, are excited about or have some news surrounding them. But let's talk about some players for just a little bit. Um, is there a player? And I guess I guess the team can also fall into this too. So. We can talk about more team stuff if we want. Not a big okay. deal. Um, is there a player or team that you're looking forward to watching, or is there something exciting about a player or team that you that you like? Uh, I'm kind of excited to see how Tony Parker does on the Charlotte oh. Bobcats. I think it's going to be – or I guess they're not the Bobcats anymore, the oh, Charlotte right, Hornets. The Charlotte yeah, they Hornets. got their name back. So Yeah, that's all confusing to me. <laughs> yeah, to see him go somewhere else, it's going to be kind of interesting. I'm really excited for the uh, rookies, especially DeAndre Ayton. Oh yeah, and what's that other guy's name? Oh. Luka Doncic for uh, Dallas Mavericks. And, mm-hmm. But uh, as far as teams go, I'm always excited for the Jazz to check them out and see what they can do. And Donovan Mitchell's just amazing. Oh my gosh, so, I cannot believe the season that kid had. Yeah, as a rookie, I felt like the Donovan Mitchell situation was a huge surprise to a lot of people because mm-hmm. there were other players who came out of the draft last year who everybody thought were going to shine, like Lonzo Ball and Markel yeah. Fultz. And both, I mean, Markel Fultz was gone the entire season. Lonzo Ball uh, sh- struggled to shoot. Uh, not not quite what he was at UCLA by any means. Yeah. But then Donovan Mitchell, like, I like that kid. Look, I actually went to one of the first games last year um, against the Lakers. Beginning of the season is like game somewhere in the first 10 games. Mm. And that was the game where Donovan Mitchell caught that ball off the rim and put it back over Lonzo. That was insane. When that happened – I was cheering like I was, I mean, it's like, <laughs> against, it's against team. my team. Yeah. But I'm like, Oh dang, that was, that was fancy. <laughs> yeah. That was amazing play. He should have been the rookie of the year. Yeah. But... I, I had him picked for rookie of the yeah. year. I, I don't think Ben Simmons even should have qualified. No, he shouldn't. It was the second year. He was hurt the entire first year, right? Yeah. So, yeah. 
I think their their reason was that he didn't play minutes or something like yeah. that. So technically, he's not a player yet. Yeah, I he's guess got they a had contract. To, what are you talking about? They had to be fair because they gave it to Blake Griffin too. And oh he, yeah, he was hurt that first year, but still. Uh, yeah, I thought that was a little bit weird. It's like, oh, yeah. we don't we don't want to hurt Ben's feelings for him not having a chance. Yeah, and then he wins it, and it's like, oh, come on. Mm. That's why I'm excited to watch these rookies this year. Just mm-hmm. have that one standout rookie that's gonna blow your mind and i think uh ayton's gonna be that just his length and physicality he's got yeah and there's nothing but going up for him yeah hopefully the suns can with him and booker i I think they can do a lot yeah i think the suns they need everything they can get and i think Mm -hmm. that pick will help them in a big way because he's gonna provide some defensive presence that they didn't have before and he's probably gonna be a force on the offense too yeah then you have a guy like devin booker who can run around him and and you know he's gonna be a good pick and roll guy to have oh yeah um, I guess talking about rookies, I'll mention Marvin Bagley, the third, uh, that dude. I mean, I, I've seen him play at Duke, but, um, I've been playing some 2k 19 recently. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is one comparison I have. And I know there's people out there who use that as an educational tool. In this case, this is an educational moment for me from 2k 19, but Marvin Bagley is a beast. Yeah. <laughs> like he gets rebounds over everybody it seems like his his hand touches the top of the backboard mm. i mean obviously that's not real it's a video game but if he's anything like his nba 2k19 card <laughs> uh man he's gonna be good this year <laughs> i think those are usually fairly accurate yeah, yeah. i mean I it, he will be they're sort of like predictions based on yeah. expert opinions so mm-hmm. i mean if, if he's like yeah. that I'm, I'm looking forward to marvin bagley and speaking of duke players too uh grayson allen his character wasn't my favorite but uh-huh. I'm excited to see him on Utah to see kind of open it up a little more. He's going to shoot from outside a lot better than a lot of their players and yeah, just spread the floor because that's one problem the Jazz have had is not being able to move around and get open. So yeah, it's so going to be great to th- see that. That'll be a good addition. As long and, as he doesn't trip people. And I, <laughs> Yeah, no tripping. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, and uh, I guess a cool thing about him is that, I mean, I, I've always thought that he had a temper problem too. And I yeah. think a lot of people think that. Um, he's older now. He's playing for a coach who's very disciplinary. I think that's yeah. what I'm looking for. Where I mentioned earlier, he doesn't really, he's never really had a player that's been out of line. It, they've been a really easygoing team to coach. Yeah. And so I think Quinn Snyder's going to bring the best out of Grayson Allen. Um, but at the same time, I do think the Jazz need a little bit more fire underneath them. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, they were a five seed last year. Um, they made the playoffs, I think, the year before. Yeah. And, uh, and they just haven't really had an emotional player, I guess is the way I'll put it. And emotional can be good and bad. Um, but I think he can bring that spark. Like when he throws down a dunk and he flexes on somebody. Yeah. Fans need something like that to get him going. I mean, Donovan Mitchell dunks on people all the time. Mm-hmm. And he's pretty humble about it. He's like, yeah, that's normal. But I think Grayson Allen might bring a little spark to this team that they need too. I think they will. he will bring some energy for sure. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Grayson and the Jazz. I mean, they're – where they're already a, a five seed last year in a difficult conference. I mean, the West was weird though. How it was so tight. There were like seven teams spread amongst three wins. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's going to be that way this year. And I think the jazz belong in the mix still. Absolutely. I guess another one too, is obviously LeBron James going to LA. Oh, right. I'm can't, not, can't forget that. <laughs> I'm not much. I'm not much of an LA fan at all, but <laughs> I am excited to see that and yeah. see what he can do with, team because this reminds me back to 2007 when he took that cleveland team to the finals i had no business being in the finals yeah and la's better back <laughs> la's the lakers are better than that team so yeah i think a lot of people are selling them a little bit short yeah and they're going to be a top three i think so too i mean the their young talent they have on the team and kyle kuzma and josh hart and uh i mean lonzo too but they did also get rondo yeah who's going to bring that veteran leadership I've mentioned before, but he is like one of the best passers in the league right now. I mean, yeah. I mean as far as legendary passers, Rondo's up there oh, yeah. in this current NBA. He was killing it in New Orleans last year. Yeah, and it's sort of been his MO. He's not a shooter at all. He barely makes his free throws, yeah. but he gets the ball to the guys when they need it. And who needs it more than the guy named LeBron James? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the offense runs around him. And – Speaking about that story, I mean, obviously, I'm excited about that. I won't use that one as my answer to this question because it's kind of a cop-out. Um, but I'll just explain my feelings about the situation because you were there when yeah. I heard that he the trade had been finalized. Um, our friend Ashley actually told me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she told the whole group we were hanging out with. 
She's like, hey, Kyle, by the way, uh, LeBron's a Laker. And I'm like, bleepity bleep. <laughs> and I said the same thing, only in a negative way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So that, that was a, a pretty cool moment because when you hear that news, you immediately know your team's a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Like, you, I think you would be a fool to think that they're not going to make the playoffs this year. You can say yeah. they're not going to win the championship, but when LeBron, like you said, is take, he took that 07 team yeah. to the finals – Imagine what he can do with this squad with the Lakers. I mean, they're in a tough conference. We all know that, but LeBron's a tough guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I guess my feeling about the situation, at first, euphoria and just like, I don't know what to think. I'm in shock. But then I went from that to like, okay, I don't want to be that guy that rubs it in everybody's face. It's just not fair because, I mean, we're lucky. To, the Lakers and Lakers fans, Laker Nation is lucky to have LeBron come yeah. to their franchise. Um, so I don't think it's fair to be like, no, 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 no. You know, like you didn't get him neener, neener. Never thought he'd go to Utah anyway. Right, right. No chance. But I mean, so I, I, I take it with a grain of salt in that sense where I'm like, okay, I'm not going to throw it in people's faces, but I'm like, I'm excited, but you know, it's, it's still a new year. It's a new team. He's in the West. Let's just see how it goes. And we already know he's going to do well, but I don't want to be that guy. (laughs) That's a great thing too, to see is how he does in the West. Yeah. Because that's a completely different thing than the East. He owned the East for eight years. So. Well, yeah, he owned the East for that long, and he went up against – okay, I need to correct myself every time I do this. I say he, and I don't refer to the team. I refer to LeBron yeah. as the team. And I think that's a common thing people do. But yeah. um, LeBron and the Cavs last year, after a seven-game series against the Pacers in the first round uh, – had to go up against the Toronto Raptors who had the most wins in the East number one seed by far and then swept them. Yeah. So it's like, how does a guy like, I mean, LeBron's the leader on that team. Mm-hmm. He gets to that series after a seven game series. I'm thinking like, Oh, his legs aren't going to be there. I think the Raptors pull this one off. Yeah. No, they didn't pull any of them off. <laughs> yeah. I was scared after that uh, Pacer series too. And I thought there's no way they're going to get through, but yeah, that's all LeBron did last year was anytime you count them out. He was, screw you. We're gonna. Yep. He's there to gonna show you, you. Yeah. Um, so that's why I think he can kind of handle being on a lower team now. And yeah. Doesn't need to go back to the finals again. He's kind of proven himself. Yeah, and, and I think he, yeah he definitely knows that too. He's, yeah. He's come out and said like like we're gonna take it slow. You know, we want to make sure we get everything in the right order and and take this year as it comes at us instead of being like we're a playoff team. They're being yeah. careful about the whole thing. Yeah. How do you think he's gonna uh, do with Luke Walton as his coach? You think he'll listen to him much or um it's kind of an interesting situation because i mean luke he had that time at the warriors where he proved that he could coach a team but he was also with the team that could coach themselves yeah as we mentioned the suns game where steve kerr checked out and the, yeah. the players were like oh that's okay we'll draw the plays um i don't think i think lebron's gonna have more respect in that sense um because he knows luke walton is a young coach and LeBron knows coming into this franchise, everybody's looking at him, but he also needs to let the coach build the team up through LeBron James. And I think it's just a a mutual understanding. So LeBron's never been a guy to, well, I guess that's not true. I won't go that far. I was going to say LeBron's never been a guy to kind of come at a coach or anything like that. But I guess with Tyron Lue, there were some heated moments on the bench where uh, he was yelling at him. And yeah, and David Blatt, too. David Blatt, yeah. I don't think LeBron had much respect for him. No, David just Blatt, poor management. Yeah. <laughs> um, he got rid of him. Yeah. And I say LeBron got rid of him, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think where Luke Walden is a younger coach, too, I think he can relate with the players a little bit more. I mean, fun fact, Luke Walden came in the same draft class as LeBron. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, and that just popped in my head randomly right <laughs> now. Thank you, Brain. But that is an interesting fact, too, because it's like – they are peers in the sense that they have the same age. Yeah. But because LeBron has had so much more success, Luke respects him for that. And because Luke has taken the road where he, he belongs as a coach, um, LeBron has to respect that too. And where they are the same age, they're going to be able to hit it off well, I think. So we'll, yeah. we'll see how that goes. But I think, Yeah, Luke's got a couple years on him. Mm-hmm. I, Luke played college ball. Yeah, he did play college. I he played, but. I don't know either. <laughs> I think it was the same place his dad played, which I don't know where that was either. Yeah, I don't know so. either. <laughs> uh, I will say that when Luke Walton was a player, 
on the Lakers back in the day, I hated whenever he touched the ball. And this is me being a young fan that didn't understand how things worked or anything like that. And I've seen some highlights and plays from back then. And I'm like, you know what? Luke Walton wasn't all that bad. But it seemed like every time he touched the ball, he'd miss it, like miss a shot. Or yeah. like he just wouldn't get the ball to the right person. I'm like, oh, Luke, you suck. What are you doing? Or just pull up for a double contested three a lot. <laughs> yeah. And don't get me wrong. I was like, thank you, Luke Walton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's just me. When Luke became the coach, I'm like, really? But yeah. I know how it goes. <laughs> Yeah, I was curious about that. I'd like to see how that goes. Mm-hmm. It's the first year I've ever been excited to watch the Lakers play, so it'll yeah. be interesting. I think it's the same for a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess I never really did answer the question. I mentioned Marvin Bagley being a player I'm excited to watch as a rookie, but I'm also pretty excited to see Devin Booker and see if he can take the Suns out of the drought that they've been in. Um, I mean, he's a player. He's really young. He's like 22, 21 years old. He put up 70 points against the team a couple years ago. Um, So he's a promising talent, and they've got Aiton with him now to try and make things work. So I'm looking forward to that team as well. Um, But one guy who's sort of up in the MVP talks that I think doesn't really get talked about enough, and I think he's going to push it to the next level this year, is Giannis Antetokounmpo. Me too, yeah. And I don't pick that guy just because he has a long name and I know how to say it. I pick him because... I have a, I wrote an article for the Abstract Sports blog. You can go check it out at abstractsports.com. But basically, in his last couple of years, his production has gone up ridiculous amounts. Mm-hmm. But back in 2015, 2016, Giannis had 1,350 points, and that landed him at the 30th spot on the scoring for the league that year. And then the next year, in 2016, 17, he had 1,800 points. So he made a 500 point jump up to the 14th overall spot. And then just this last season, he had over 2,000 points, just barely broke the 2,000 barrier, fifth overall in the league, and he was in the MVP voting. Mm -hmm. And so I I think at the rate that he's improving, or at least his scoring numbers are improving, I think that he does get over that hump. And It's not really a hump. I think he takes it to the next level this year. Uh, There are only one or two other players who broke the 2,100-point barrier last year uh, and maybe – one that broke the 2200 and i i'm blanking on who that was um i think it was sure. james harden but i could be wrong <laughs> but where he had 2000 points last season he's one of very few players to do that last season so i think he takes the next step up um also he has a brother that's in the league this year oh wow i found that out going through the preview show material i don't remember what team he's on but he has uh, equally hard to pronounce mm. last name. Obviously, it's the same last name. I think it's like Costas uh, Antetokounmpo. Okay. But he's a two-way player, so he's technically on a G League contract, and he plays for the NBA team at the same oh. time. But I think they're kind of testing him out to see if he's going to live up to what his brother can do or mm. has done because they're all similar size, um, really big, huge wide uh, wingspan, things like that. So, um yeah, he's on the uh, Dallas Mavericks this year. Dallas Mavericks. Yep. There we go. Thank you, technology. Mm-hmm. But I, I think those are my guys that I'm looking forward to. I think it's good to have uh, – I think you touched on a lot of different players in your discussion um, where you had rookies and some some guys that have been there for a bit and, and then LeBron who's at the top. So yeah. I think it's good to be looking at a player from their beginning mm-hmm. and a player in the league who's been around for a little bit and then a star. So – I figured I'd take the same route. Cool. <laughs> now that we've talked about players that we're excited about, can you think of a player or a team, I guess, all-inclusive, uh, can you think about anything in the NBA that you feel sorry for? Like, is there a player that you're like, oh, they're, they're just in a bad spot? I guess I don't really know what DeAndre Jordan is going to do in Dallas. <laughs> They've been pretty lowly lately. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for him because he was on a team two years ago with Chris Paul and Blake Griffin, and now he's – I guess he's on with, I forgot his name already, Lucas oh, yeah. Doncic. Luka Doncic. Yeah, so, oh, yeah, Luka. So that's, I guess that's good for him, but I'd still feel a little bad for him. He's trying to get to a better team, and he always wanted to play in Dallas because I believe he's from Dallas. Yeah, and, I, and Mark Cuban's been trying to get at him for yeah. years now, I think. Yeah. Um, and, I, and on the other side of the coin, I feel bad for Doc Rivers yeah. because literally everybody who was on that team that was great is gone now. Mm-hmm. Like DeAndre Jordan is gone. Uh, I mean, his son's gone, if that means anything. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that's got to have some kind of a feeling to it. But also, 
the other guy, Blake Griffin, went to Detroit mm-hmm. at the trade deadline last year. Yeah. Um, and every yeah. time I watch him play for the Pistons, I think it's the Clippers because they have the same colors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I feel bad for Doc Rivers. He's yeah. just all alone. He's like one of the best coaches in the league right now, and he has nobody to help him out. Mm-hmm. Kind of feel bad for Kawhi Leonard a little bit. Oh, man. I think they're going to be good, but I, I just don't for a second think they're going to be Boston. Boston's got eight players on that team that are just as good as Kyle Lowry, if yeah. not just a little less. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's coming into the tougher – no, he was leaving the tougher conference, mm-hmm. going into the East, where he's supposed to try and contend for the top spots. Yeah. Um, I think chemistry will be an issue for them because of that. Um, and I'm, I'm not – you're, like, setting me up perfect for this, man. I'm not lying. I feel bad for DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry. Oh, yeah. Like, that trade happened. Kawhi wanted out. DeMar didn't. But they are very similar playing style type of players, similar positions. Um, I think Kawhi has better defense than DeMar. Mm. But not only did DeMar not want to leave Toronto, he was good there. But you split up the duo of DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry. Like, we're not going to have those cool interviews after games anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Always doing them together. Yeah. Yeah part of the same story i also kind of feel bad for coach popovich um and it's gonna get sad here for a minute but uh i mean his his wife passed away last year like right before the playoffs started and this came at a time when Kawhi was wanting to get a second opinion about his injury because he didn't feel comfortable playing and management and players and the league and media was like they were taking it as disrespectful to the team and you know, Coach Popovich couldn't be there to coach his team because he was grieving. His wife had passed away. Yeah. Like, I couldn't imagine what he was going through, having to leave his job where he's competing for, like, the second love of his life, I guess you could say, yeah. after losing the other. And I think this year, you know, he's going to get back to what he loves doing, and I think it'll be a comfort- comfortable spot for him. But I feel bad for him because, um, given the circumstances, he wasn't able to uh, fulfill the entire year and i know that he would want to but obviously other things get in the way life is more important yeah. so a couple i can think of uh the cavaliers oh yeah second time and however eight years that they've lost the best player in the league yeah i think I, Cavs I, fans are probably the most upset in the Cavs. yeah circle. i think they handled it a little better this time though yeah and i think lebron handled it a little better too to go on tv and <laughs> make a fool out of himself but <laughs> I also feel bad for the Washington Wizards for uh, thinking that Dwight Howard's going to help them. <laughs> he never does. He never helps. Nope. Trust me, the Lakers saw it <laughs> yep. too, and it was not good. He helped Orlando, and that was it. Oh, man. Ever since he left there, he's yeah, he peaked everywhere. He peaked after the first team mm-hmm. he was with. That's yeah. just a sad story. He thought he was going to pull a shack and go from Orlando <laughs> to L.A. and just be great. but Yeah, he never stuck with one team long enough to be yeah. a shack. <laughs> I guess that was the year that they had Steve Kerr, or not Steve Kerr, uh, Steve Nash and kobe yeah that's right right. yeah steve nash dwight howard and then and kobe they they said that kobe didn't get along with him or he didn't get along with kobe something along those lines but i mean let's be honest dwight howard he he does seem kind of soft yeah a little bit that's what kobe called him he's soft like Charmin. (laughs) kobe does have a problem uh getting along with big men though yeah that's true that's very true him and Shaq were the best of friends right yeah best of friends totally (laughs) uh him and pal though yeah him and Pal Gasol are pretty good friends. Yeah. I see them jabbing at each other on social media sometimes. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Pal seems like a hard guy not to like. Oh, I know. He's pretty Just a goofy, dude. tall, goofy Spaniard. Yeah. Yep. yeah. He's a good guy to be around. <laughs> yeah. So there are plenty of areas in the NBA that we can go on and on about talking about how we feel sorry for people. Uh, Cavs Nation is probably at the top of that list mm-hmm. right now. But um, let's talk about some, some ratings. Like I'm talking overrated, underrated. Uh, but I think it makes sense to do this as a on a player basis. So, name an overrated player or somebody you think is overrated. Lamarcus Aldridge. Really? Yes. I think. Uh, I guess I can kind of see that. He left Portland, and Damian Lillard kept that team right where it was at. He's True. gone to San Antonio, and he's very underperformed there. Mm-hmm. Maybe he'll be better this year. Now they got Demar Derozan, and can't remember who else the other big guy they got. Uh, Demar Derozan and. Oh, Pau's there actually. Pau yeah, Gasol. that's right. Yeah, Pau Gasol. Yeah. So. Yeah, I guess I could see that he was kind of filling in the role of a Tim Duncan, and mm-hmm. when Tim was there and then left, it almost just felt like. Eh. 
Like, I think he went there just like, oh, well, I'm just going to go win championships and it's going to be easy. But yeah. I don't think he has the work ethic to – yet. He's still, I guess, not really young, but mm-hmm. I'm, I think he'll learn from Pop. He's been there a few years now. Yeah, for sure. And so. I guess to go back to my other my other answer about feeling sorry for Pop, I mean, his whole uh, team is gone now that he was so su- successful with. Where you yeah. have Tony Parker, he's gone to Charlotte now. Uh, Manu Ginobili is retiring. Yep. And Tim Duncan retired a couple of years ago. So it's like, you know, everybody kind of left yeah. Coach Pop. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad for him. He is such a good dude. Yeah, he is. I've never been interviews. a Spurs fan, but I always love his interviews. Yep. The time that he <laughs> hack-a-shacked, like on the very first play of a game, very first game of the season, too. Yeah. Just, just have someone go up and hack him. It was just great. Just to be like, ha-ha, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> and he even did that as kind of pointing out. Yeah, I do like how he is socially woke. Like, yeah. He's, he's at the forefront in the NBA of, of speaking his mind and – and making sure people get things right. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, back to the overrated. You say Lamarcus Aldridge. Uh, I feel like mine. I feel like my overrated player is somebody who people will see my reasoning now, but a few years ago they probably didn't. Carmelo Anthony. Oh yeah. I mean, the way that people talk about him, they talk about him like he's a future Hall of Famer. It's almost like they say it because you have to, or you get dogged on in the media, like. Coach Mike D'Antoni, I, I saw an interview with him recently, and he was like, Melo knows to come off the bench. That's the right thing to do for the team. He's willing to do that for us right now. And he was he made the comment. He's like, he's a future Hall of Famer, all that. Like, he said it like he had to say it. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't get it. I mean, from what I can tell, Carmelo Anthony is like a, he's a volume shooter, but he's never really been all that efficient. Mm-hmm. He's just taking a bunch of shots. Um I guess you can compare that to like a Brandon Jennings sort of. He had that same mindset of like every shot's going to go in, so I got to yeah. take it if I'm open. And if you're open, take it. But mm-hmm. I mean, if you're not shooting well, maybe yeah. you can use some defense or yeah. some passing Which to get you going. Which he doesn't play. No. He doesn't make people around him better at all. No. He and actually kind of has the reverse effect. Yeah, like at the with the Thunder. Yeah. He didn't seem to help them really in any particular way. Yeah, he just, only had like 700 points or something. Yeah. Um, it's always going ISO. It's what he does, and that's what. Just make Mike D'Antoni in New York so upset. Yeah. Just kept going ISO and <laughs> can't do that. Yeah, so we'll see how he does it in Houston yeah. coming off the bench. Maybe it'll be a different story. Um, but that's my overrated player, and I think that's that's a player who's like supposed to be a legend. Uh, I'm not 100% positive of this, but I'm kind of wondering how overrated or if they are overrated Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward are because mm. – uh, they sure didn't need them last year. Yeah. And those are supposedly the two best players on their team. And well, now Tatum is probably the best player on that team. But Yeah. And we all know Gordon mm-hmm. Hayward missed the entire season. Yeah. Uh, Kyrie Irving, I think, missed like 30 games. Yeah. Or more got, than that, maybe. Well, he missed the entire postseason. But That's right. He, he got hurt just a little bit before the postseason. He had to have like a microscopic yeah. knee scope thing. But yeah, you did see how far they went in the playoffs. Yeah. The Celtics got to the Eastern Conference Finals. That's an awful lot of money they're paying those two guys too. Yeah, so they better prove themselves this mm-hmm. year. <laughs> they looked um, good last night. Yeah, they did. It's yeah. like half wanting to say that James Harden's kind of overrated, but he won MVP last year, so it's kind of hard to say that when mm-hmm. he gets MVP. Because maybe it's a reason to say it because somebody else could have won it. Because <laughs> yeah, LeBron James should win it every year. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned LeBron James. Uh, could have potentially won the MVP award. And have you heard of a guy named Nick Wright? He's that analyst who yeah. talks about LeBron like all the time. Um, I think he does have a point about how LeBron could effectively have won the MVP every single mm-hmm. season the last, I don't know how many, because of what he's been able to do and with the, the players that he has and like that 07 team. I don't know if he yeah. was MVP that year or not. But um, for anybody who says LeBron is overrated, you're dumb. Yep. Like, <laughs> I mean, you, you have to look at his entire body of work. I mean, you can't just pick one season. You can't be like, oh, well, his free throw shooting percentage was yeah. 85 that one year, and he's never been good at shooting threes. I'm like, well, okay, but look at everything he's done. You can't overrate that guy. He, mm-hmm. he He's done everything he possibly can. <laughs> and he's switched teams uh, three times now. When he leaves a team, they tank. When he goes to a team that's a 31 team, they're a 55 win team immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like Michael Jordan. They don't give him the MVP every year because, 
I don't know. I'm trying to make it spread the spread well. it out. But Michael Jordan should have been the MVP every single year he yeah. played from 1988 on. Mm-hmm. LeBron should have been it since 2006 as well. Yeah, I get why they don't, but yeah, it's we I, all know he's the best player every year. Yeah, I get that too. Um, there was a couple times in LeBron's career where I'm like, oh, he's full of himself, only yeah. because he comes out and he's like, I'm the best player in the world, mm-hmm. and he said that. I'm like, that's very self-centered of you mr james <laughs> but then like a year goes by and i'm like dang he's right <laughs> yep. and then you're like oh he's gonna slip up this year he's yeah, gonna like, we'll, finally we'll show go. you us fans yep. will show you and he's like not even listening because he's yep. lebron james they have fans tried to hate him for about four years <laughs> there's still fans out there that do but yeah i mean the dude built a school yeah <laughs> like and he was doing this with his team throughout the season where he mm-hmm. carried the calves Oh man. You know, I was actually thinking about how teams tank and like I was thinking the Cavs were going to have like a terrible season like under 30 wins or like under 25 wins or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Wait, they still have Kevin Love. They still have uh Jordan Clarkson, they've got Kyle Korver. They have guys who can put up points." Yeah. They still have JR Smith. They, have, they still have the guy <laughs> with the big supreme tattoo on his calf. Yeah. <laughs> the guy who doesn't pay attention to how much time's left on the clock. <laughs> Yeah, they have some weak spots. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> they have Larry Nance Jr. too. It's not crazy good, but right. But they they can piece. do some things. So yeah. I was looking back and I'm like, I don't know. Maybe they won't super tank, but yeah. they're not going to be what they were. That's oh no, for sure. I don't even. Maybe maybe a winning season. I can't. Yeah, even yeah, think that's that. tough. That's tough to say that. Maybe 40 wins, but yeah. Because look what Kevin Love did without yeah. uh, without LeBron James. Look what Chris Bosh did without LeBron James. <laughs> They didn't do anything. Yeah, it's very true. Mm-hmm. And you have to think about it, too, from a non-statistical perspective. Like, sure, he, he impacts the stat book a ton. And when you lose that, you suffer because people mm-hmm. have to kind of show up and do more than they have before. Yeah. But you also, like, are lost a part of your soul. LeBron is the powerhouse of the cell. He is the nucleus. He kind of... Without him, you fail. Yeah. <laughs> he kind of pushes people away, though, recently. It's, yeah. People aren't wanting to play with him. I think that'll happen when when a player gets older players start to think that they're actually not as good as they were they're aging um it'll be interesting to see how yeah. it plays out i mean at the lakers he seems a lot more laid back so <laughs> yeah well there's no one on the lakers anyway that feels like they should be looked at just as much as him right Kyrie like that was Irving the problem and, before yeah and that's why Kawhi didn't want to go to the late or wait no Kawhi did want to go to the lakers Kawhi or paul george paul george but didn't didn't Kawhi when he gave the few teams that he would want to be traded to, he oh, didn't he did include the Lakers. Lakers. Yeah, he wanted the Lakers, but then once they announced that LeBron was going there, he said, "No, the Clippers." Yeah, so. must be the face or a little bit yeah. of a bigger guy. You're always gonna be overshadowed by LeBron James. Yeah, it's true. No you just gotta kind of deal yeah. with it. Like who who was on that team, the Wizards team, when Michael Jordan was there? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jordan was not in his prime, but you still don't remember anyone on that team. No, I can't. I seriously cannot yeah. think of anybody. So now that we've talked about some overrated players and situations in the NBA, let's talk about those situations that we think are underrated. One quick one I'll get off my chest is I think Donovan Mitchell was underrated last year simply because he didn't get rookie of the year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> another quick one I'll mention that I don't think is a super good example, but I think Sean Livingston is underrated. Yeah. Um, I think that he could be a much better player on another team. Uh, whenever he comes off the bench to play for the Warriors, he he's very efficient, makes like all of his shots. But much like LeBron does to all the players on his team, he, he, he overshadows them. Mm-hmm. I think Livingston is overshadowed by the overall success of the Warriors. And, I mean, I think people do respect the role players on the team because that's why they are so good. Um, but I don't think he gets enough credit for what he's able to do coming off the bench yeah. and things like that. But – not to say that the Warriors haven't mentioned it somewhere in their locker room or whatever. Yeah. I'm sure he's appreciated, but I just don't think people talk about Sean Livingston enough. Mm-hmm. The Charlotte Hornets are going to be a little underrated this year, too. What they have and what they've it seems like they've been building forever to yeah. be better, but <laughs> seems like they're getting pieces. Tony Parker is absolutely going to have an effect on that team. Yeah, for sure. Leadership that they've never had before. Mm-hmm. And again, they don't have Dwight Howard anymore, so <laughs> things are gonna look good for him i think business should be booming yeah i think everyone always sleeps on them big time and the clippers a little bit they have patrick beverly avery bradley and it's gonna be a good team patrick beverly is a scary defender yeah 
Uh, that situation where he stared down Lonzo in the mm. opening game of the season last year, like that made me even more excited about the NBA starting up because he was coming at a rookie who had some heat coming into the season. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, yeah, come at him. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Cavaliers will be a little under underrated. Like we talked about what they have. Yeah, that's Like true. I'm looking at power rankings right here, and they have them at 24th. I really don't wow. think Cleveland's going to be that low. I don't think they'll be that low either. No. The East isn't all that difficult. Yeah. Up Tyron Lue is a good coach, and he proved he was a good coach. And hopefully, he can do something with Kevin Love. Yeah, I mean, as they, a, a they star definitely player. have some success they can build off of. Yeah, I mean they 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 have the formula. They just have to do it with a different variable. You yeah. know what I mean. Well, and they have they've got Rodney Hood. By no means is he going to fill LeBron James' shoes, but. Rodney Hood used to play for the Jazz, and he was great for the Jazz. Yeah, I, I loved mean, him. One of the games I went to, he put up like he had like eight three pointers, yeah. and a half or something like yeah. that. And it was like, who is this guy? Yeah, so he he definitely has the ability to step up and mm-hmm. and contribute. Yeah, and they got George Hill. He's always been a solid player. Another Jazz guy. Yeah, they've got. That's another good good point is that they have guys who came from other teams, mm-hmm. um, mostly to help LeBron and surround him yeah. with, with chemistry and and certain roles but yeah they've got george hill and rodney hood who came from the jazz mm-hmm. and you've got larry nance and jordan clarkson who came from the lakers so they have guys who know each other's tendencies yeah. if they can build off of that and around the others yeah uh, i think that can be a good touch yeah i also like the cavaliers a lot because they do have multiple players from the jazz kyle corver kyle corver too yep. yeah and people forget he played for the yeah. jazz i never forget but a lot of people <laughs> forget yeah. never forget never <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Different era, though. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, uh, Darren Williams, Carlos Boozer yep. era. It was a good era, though. They were good in that time. It was a fun jazz team. Yeah. All right. So I think we covered a lot of really interesting topics that aren't super in-depth. They're just kind of conversational and things that people like to hear, especially when the season's starting and just hear people's thoughts about upcoming players, new players, and some of the stars and whether they're going to hold on to what they've had in their careers and whatnot. So – uh, it's been some really good conversation, but now it's time to get serious and lay a prediction on the line for people to judge us on. Um, and the big one here, you know, it's game one for a lot of these teams in the NBA for the 18-19 season. Uh, it's a long season, 82 games. And then you have the postseason, four series to play through, and there's only two people who can get to that fourth series in the playoffs and play for a championship. Um, so I want to... I don't, do you want to go first? Do you want to make your prediction, or do you want me to go first? And you can you can go ahead and go first. All right, on this I'm going to go first. I one of my friends, Jacob. If you're watching this, I know you're not because you never do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he actually texted me and he was like, "What's your prediction for the finals?" And like, I don't know how, but the answer came out of me faster than I thought about it. It seemed like like it just it felt right when it came off my fingertips. Uh, but I predicted that the Warriors are going to beat the Celtics in five games in the NBA Finals this year. And I guess my reasoning behind it is the Warriors are the best team in the West, even though the Rockets had a better record last year. I think that that team has more chemistry, has more uh, success in recent years that they've built off of, and they're all still together. You would think that one player would have left by now, but clearly they have, they have something good, and a lot of those players are in it for the long haul as long as they possibly can, it seems. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's kind of hard to knock a team like the Warriors. And I know people hate them because of Kevin Durant and uh, what, why he went like he went to the team that he competed against in the playoffs the previous year, no. left his original team behind. Um, but I just, that aside, I think they're just a better team than everybody else. And the Celtics, they are going to have Hayward and – Kyrie Irving back. They didn't really need them last year, but I think having them around the team, even though they were injured with uh, coach Brad Stevens, I think the Celtics are going to be a force in the East. I think the Raptors are going to have some troubles chemistry wise, just because of the big trade that went down. They lost their coach in a weird circumstance. So I think the Celtics do it this year. They get to the finals. Um, But I think they just, they can't match up to the Warriors. Yeah. Uh, it's so hard to disagree with that. I don't know who else. There's nobody in the West that I can see beating Golden State. 
Houston, I don't think they're built for that. And I just don't believe in Mike D'Antoni as a coach as far like he's never made it to the finals. Every team he's played or coached for, that Phoenix Suns teams back in 2005, those, that oh, era, man. that day he should have had that team mm-hmm. in the finals multiple times and never made it. So it's hard to say anything other than that. Toronto, same kind of with you on that. I don't think they'll have the chemistry. You fire your coach who was coach of the year. I don't believe uh, Kawhi Leonard. I really don't believe he wants to be there as much as he's letting on right now. He also knows, like, I'll just make it one year in Canada. I'm going to go where I want to go. In Canada. Yeah. The only way I could see either of those teams, uh, Golden State or Boston, not making it or, yeah, not winning it is what we talked about earlier. Chemistry issues are just getting burnt out. That's for Golden State getting burnt out. As far as Boston goes, they have too many players. They are loaded, and (laughs) there's going to be guys on there. They're going to be – I can – once – if they have any adversity in that team, they're going to have fights of who's starting, who's uh, not getting the minutes. And Mm -hmm. I think that's the only thing. But I think Brad Stevens will handle that great like he has handled everything. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Brad Stevens because Gordon Hayward – played at butler that's true Brad stevens was there yeah and that's something they didn't get to capitalize on last year yeah um i mean there was an interview where gordon hayward said that he feels like there's unfinished business because when he was at butler with brad stevens they um didn't quite make it all the way to the championship and with brad stevens being one of the best coaches in the league for one of the best franchises in nba history for that matter um i think they have a really good shot this year but again, just the matchups, man. Yeah. So, so do you? Are you saying Warriors, Celtics as well? Or yeah, I, I'd have to. You kind of have to. <laughs> yeah, I will pick. It's a, a popular pick. I mean, I will pick the Celtics to win it, though. Really? I will. Yeah. Wow. Because again, by the time you get that late in the season, I just don't think Golden State's going to be able to hold up. Okay. That long anymore, and I think the questions are going to start eating at them of where's Kevin Durant going? That is, is he going to stay? Because this is end of his contract mm-hmm. this year. And that that may and cause Clay some, Thompson's contract. And Clay, I thought Clay would be the first one to go, honestly, yeah. because he's he's a, he's like I said, uh, Sean Livingston could live on another team and be more recognized. Mm-hmm. I think Clay Thompson could run his own team. Oh yeah, like no question. I, mean, um, I think Kevin Durant's going to leave because uh, I think Kevin Durant's the only player that can play with LeBron James and not be completely overshadowed by him. Yeah, that you're going to love it. But if he goes to L.A., <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys be. I would be made away. fun of. Like I have friends in this town in Idaho Falls who would disown me even just because I associate with the team, even though I have nothing to do with their front office decisions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I really, my friends won't hate me, but they're like, wow, you picked a good team to follow. Yeah. Like I know, right. I'm lucky. I got lucky. <laughs> it, they'll never believe you. Yeah. <laughs> be like, I've been a fan of the Warriors for a long time. No, it was 2015. Yeah. Wasn't right. it? You're bandwagon. Yeah. Well, there you have it. The predictions are in from myself and Ryan here. I've got the Warriors beating the Celtics in five. Um, I don't think you mentioned how many games it would take, but you did say the Celtics were going to win. Seven. Seven games. I think that's a good call. I mean, if you do think the Celtics Celtics are going to win, you better believe they're going to need every minute they can Mm. get to beat that Warriors team. So solid predictions. I was actually really surprised you went with with the Celtics, but... You have some really good points, and they were missing two of their star players that never mm-hmm. had a chance to mesh with their current lineup. So we'll just have to see how it shakes down come springtime. It'll be a closer call then, but it is a long season. You never know what can happen. Well, I have to say thanks to Ryan for coming and doing this show with me, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. It was yeah. great. Uh, we'll have to do this more. Um, I mean, it was only the first episode of this new all-basketball show. It is the all-ball show presented by Abstract Sports. And I'm the host, Kyle Clay 2K. And Ryan, I just want you to want to give you the floor and, and just ask you where people can find you on the internet. Do you have any kind of pages or accounts that they can go follow? I have a Facebook page, Ryan Johnson, probably a little bit hard to find, but <laughs> you can just look for my face on there. I uh, have a band called Regatta de Blanc. Um, we play all around Idle Falls at Idle Brewing Company, The Kelp. So like the band page or like one of those, the Kelp page or something like that and come check out my band sometime. And yeah, just thanks for having me out, man. Yeah, no problem. I'm happy to come back anytime. This is good. Yeah, for sure. We should turn this into a regular deal. Definitely. Um, so definitely go follow his band page or if you're in the Idaho Falls area, keep your eye out for the name Ryan Johnson. Uh, he 
performs at all the different bars like he just said and restaurants and things like that. It's always a really good time, so grab some friends and go catch one of his shows. But again, that does it for the inaugural episode of the All Ball Show presented by Abstract Sports. I'm the host, Kyle Clay 2 k You can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at that handle. Also be sure to follow All Ball Show on Twitter and Instagram as well. This episode will be going up on the Abstract Sports YouTube channel. You can go find that page there. Just search for Abstract Sports. Look for the logo with the S running through the A. You can also follow us on Anchor. If you want to support the podcast, support the Abstract Sports grind, uh, go to anchor.fm slash abstract sports, and there's a button that says support this podcast. You can make a monthly donation of $1 to $5 to $10. Um, I don't expect you to do $10, honestly, but think of it as $5 being one coffee a month. That's not much, but it really helps me continue doing what I do and putting out great content for you sports listeners, readers, and and viewers. So uh, do that. Or if you want to buy a shirt, we have shirts, guys. I mean, I know that not a lot of people know this, but if you go to abstractsports.com slash shop, uh, there is a listing on there for an abstract sports shirt. We've got a few sizes left. I'd be happy to send you one. Just pay the pay the price and your money will go to go to a great cause in uh, keeping the website online and and motivating me to continue coming back and doing this for a long time. That's all I've got for you guys. I'm happy Ryan was able to come and uh, maybe we can get him on the show again in the near future. All right, we'll see you guys in the next one.